Blog Talk Radio. What's up, Giblets? What's up? How you doing? It's Brian Rails. What the fuck else? I, I gotta say something. Oh, yeah. What's up, United Kingdom? How's it going, Canada? What's up, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Tokyo, Japan, the whole Philippines? What's up, everybody who listens to this craziness? Thank you, Zane, BTY, Stevens, for joining us yesterday on this madness. So as I say, first things first, you know, a SmackDown Live review is in order. So monkeys in the trunk, you know, quit looking at pictures of me streaking. That is not nice. I swear those pictures are not mine. I swear on, on, on all that is holy and decent. That Okay, just play my music, please. Put those pictures away, damn it. Please. He's a wheezes. He's a low. was revealed because Aleister Black said he didn't even if I knew I wouldn't tell you really Roman Reigns beating up Aleister Black that is believable I guess not really um, I can say not really because Aleister Black basically ripped through the entire NXT locker room I get it seniority whatever um, and I'll get to that later Shane McMahon's batters Kevin Owens and then he announces him telling him he's done on Sunday so I think Owens may win, may not win. He got beat up pretty bad. Uh, let's see here. So 
Charlotte Flair cuts the promo. She called out Trish Stratus for quitting the business, whatever. And then she's going to make her bow to the Queen Sunday, whatever. Dolph Ziggler versus Rey Mysterio never even began because Troll Goldberg, you know, he just came out to his theme. Yeah, Ziggler defeat Ali with pinfall with super. See, so he's beating people with super kicks. I get it. You're trying to get heat. Eh, not a surprise. Natalia versus Ember Moon went to a double countout after Natty slapped the sharpshooter on the outside. So okay, Alistair Black went one on one with Sami Zayn. Hit him with Black Mass. One two three. Shelton Benjamin was asked if he wanted to go after the 24-7 championship, and he saw Yowie Wowie, Firefly House promo. Woohoo! Yay! It was okay for what it was. Now has the mandible claw. Elias confronted Chad Gable. I did not even recognize Chad Gable. He just looked like a child without that long hair, dude. It was his, it, I honestly did not recognize him. Kofi Kingston... There's like a pre, you know, like a vignette, not a pre-taped promo. Whoever wrote this, CBS.com, you you idiots. Um, So overall, folks, my take on SmackDown Live was that it was a take-home SmackDown Live, so they had to make it explosive. They had to make it to where there were some obvious things that were going to happen chronologically fucking speaking. Did I care? Yeah, it was somewhat interesting, except for the point when Eric Rowan was revealed as the one who was the attacker. And Aleister Black knew, but he wasn't going to tell, yet he told anyways. What the fuck? Now, at that point in moment, it was kind of like, oh, should we suggest that maybe when you do a reveal, it's got to be quick because you realize Sunday's coming and you don't really have any room to to put that moment or segment? I fucking get it. But, you know, the one thing that I'm looking forward to aside from SummerSlam, because I will go over the matches just a little bit later. If you have any questions, it's Wrestle underscore radio. That's Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram. If you want to send me questions, feel free to send me your questions. I'll be willing to answer some of them, not all of them. If I don't get to your question, my apologies. I will answer it the next show. So I'm going to move, you know, and just say that SmackDown Live felt like it had some fire to it and then it needed something, you know, to give the fans a teaser before SummerSlam. They did that. The one area that was lagging and that I will focus upon and not too much um, is the fact that the reveal of who Roman Reigns' attacker was, they gave it enough, they gave it a week. Look, at SummerSlam would have been nice because we still don't know who attacked Roman with. It could have been Aleister Black. Signs could have been pointing to him. Signs could have been pointing to uh, Daniel Bryan because the timeline was that the Shield showed up in 2011. They took over WWE briefly, you know, and then they kept coming back. They kept coming back. But Daniel Bryan was out of the title picture. He was a GM for SmackDown Live at the time. So really, I mean, the story angle is fine. It just, I felt like to me, in my opinion, it was a little bit rushed. And that's what I'm going to leave it at. I felt that SmackDown Live was okay. It showed you a preview for Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. 
don't know if to be hyped for this match because we know Kofi is going to win, or we, you know, he may not win. It's give or take. It is, after all, the greatest happening in the summer in Toronto, Canada, the home of the NBA champion, currently crowned champion, Toronto Raptors. That's aside from the point, um, it says, you know, Michael Cole constantly says in front of a sold-out crowd. I don't doubt that it's going to be sold out, but, you know, WWE said sold out before at certain events. And there have been a few that have, and there have been a few that have not. It's give or take. But you want my whole opinion on SmackDown Live? Here's what it is, folks. I think they could do better if they would just learn to push one direction when they're going to tell a story with people. So, yeah, the whole reveal that, oh, it was Eric Rowan. It might take a twist. It might be Daniel Bryan. Who cares? But now... Let's look at the TakeOver Toronto card for NXT. NXT. You're looking, and this is, you know, this is the match card that's going to go down. Johnny Gargano will go one-on-one with Adam Cole in another two out of three falls. Actually, yeah, there's five matches total. So Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship match. It is a two out of three falls match, which is, you know, going to be really taxing. But the build-up for this one, folks, is my favorite. Shayna Baszler, who is an amazing, amazing heel worker, and she knows that all she has to do is show up and, take, you know, kick ass and take names. Mia Yim, she comes from a different breed. Um, you know, she had to fight for her life. Not only that, but there's... There's a good possibility that Mia Yim might also become a new NXT Women's Champion, and I am very excited for her. This match, every match so far on the NXT card is not going to disappoint. I guarantee you that. Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong for the NXT North American Championship. I can tell you that I am excited for this match because Pete Dunne, no matter where he is, whether it's NXT UK, whether it's NXT stateside, he knows what the fuck he's doing, and it is going to be flipping fucking amazing. So watch, be able to watch that match. Who knows who's going to walk away with the goal, but um, it's going to be, I don't know if they're predicting Undisputed Era to go completely over. I don't know, and I would just like to watch the show. Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Don't know how well that's going to work out, but I think if Undisputed has their payoff and wins their championships, it's not theirs for the taking. But just saying, folks, if Adam Cole retains, I will not be surprised. But if Johnny Gargano wins it back, that might set a ripple effect. You know, he's a very popular wrestler. Both of these guys work really hard. And Anyways, like I was saying, Undisputed Era is like that group of cool kids that you – either like to be with or pretend to be with or want to be with, but you didn't either have the time nor the energy to do it. So you just watch them make fools of themselves later on, you know. Undisputed Ears might walk away with a lot of gold, and Adam Cole did predict it. So will it come true? Don't know. It's one of those wait-and-see type bullshit things, okay? Um, Candace LeRae versus Io Shirai. 
This story is a bit confusing, folks, because at one point in time, Io Shirai and Candice LeRae were, in fact, you know, at one point, maybe friends. But the story they're going with is that Candice and Io are bitter rivals. This is a match that is going to be very, you know, either really good or it may be disappointing. Who knows? It's fucking wrestling. Just watch. Okay. Watch the network Saturday. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. It's only nine ninety nine after your first month, which is free. But, you know, okay, so the top two matches in NXT, no. It, all the matches in NXT I like to watch because there are five matches total on this card. Is it possible that you can do a five-card, you know, five-match card? Yes, because in NXT's level, most of their pay-per-views are either two and a half to three hours long or three and a half or more hours or a little over three. There's no fucking time. Due to whatever restriction that may occur may happen, it doesn't matter. I honestly, dude, I feel like NXT is going to outdo SummerSlam's card in the greatest sense that AJ Styles versus Ricochet is probably going to be in the match that every fan looks forward to. Um, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, maybe, maybe not. Um, Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. Hopefully that match turns out well. I don't know. But, um, Speaking of wrestling and looking forward onto the horizon, folks, AEW, their first show is going to be October the 2nd, 2019 on TNT. It is the first time in a decade and a half that wrestling will be live on air on TNT. So I know I switched gears real quick, but I am going to rope it all into one fucking discussion uh, as soon as it hits. You know, the minute mark that I'm supposed to hit, but fuck it. I'm just going to go 45 minutes in a row. I've done so before. Off the rails uncensored. If you have any small children, uh, any middle school child, any child that is beneath the age of 21, you need to really fucking pay attention because I don't want to be in trouble if they repeat anything that I say, understand. Therefore, without further fucking ado, Off the Rails Uncensored is a copyrighted and trademarked show. If anyone is to use the rights or ask for the rights to the show, they will be denied unless they ask sole owner's permission. Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark show. Anything that you use or use the phrasing of Off the Rails, you will be prompted to pay $45 to the trademark. If you do not pay, then I will find a way to sue your ass. And that is not a threat. It is a fucking promise, and it will happen. I realize that I do not own the rights to the SmackDown Live CFO, Owner Jim Johnson, producer, retired producer for World Wrestling Entertainment, all rights reserved. I do not own the rights to Nikki Cross's Glasgow Cross, CFO Jim Johnson, retired producer and director of music in WWE. Therefore, I do not own the rights as a sole podcasting host. I only use the music to enhance my show, not to do anything or use the trademarks of Nikki Cross. Enough of the semantics, fuckers. It's time to get down to business of discussing what else? Professional fucking wrestling. So, hit my music. Take it. 
which characters you want to see go one-on-one with each other. But then, you know, they've got to find you've got to find creative ways to make the rivalry between Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar work. Give other people opportunities, yes. I agree um, wholeheartedly because if you don't start giving other people opportunities for that universal championship, well, their choice is, yeah, because Seth is the top guy, because he sells the most merchandise, is it because he has a good attitude, is it all of the above? Who the fuck if I know? Look, I'm just going to say the famous line, I just work here, okay? I I just podcast and, and report to you all how I feel. Finn Balor, you know, taking time off, that's been reported, it's been cited. Yes, a lot of us read online, all right? So here's the fucking deal. I don't necessarily dislike what WWE does all the time. I know, I like I said, I'm critical about a lot of shit. But there are certain things that bother a lot of us Okay, the reveal on SmackDown Live. Okay, it's not like you're revealing a fucking gender of a child and you don't know for months. Sometimes WWE you gotta you gotta be real patient with them because the way that they revealed Roman Reigns as attacker, Aleister Black didn't even like hold it in. It looked like he who just kicked Sami Zayn's ass looks like a bitch. Uh, in the backstage area when Roman beat his ass because Roman's the top dog, you know, he's got to look tough, feel tough, be tough, whatever. But to me, I get it. They have to have an instant reveal so that fans know this is who's been doing the shit, you know, for Roman. This is who attacked a lot, you know, certain people, or this is who attacked Roman. Samoa Joe wasn't even in the fucking car. But we know what's going to go down. And to have Eric Rowan was the biggest, not swerve, but it's like a what-the-fuck moment. It's not what you expect is going to happen is why I'm upset. I'm upset because that reveal had about as much entertainment value as me, you know, in a Mr. Universe contest. Like, look, I know I'm not going to win, but then all of a sudden, the judge hands me the paper and says, by the way, you're the winner. But what the fuck? I've got enough flabby flab to, you know, drum a solo to a Bob Marley song. Fucking Christ. What I'm getting at is you need to structure your builds to the point where it's not too overly complicated and that it gets to the fucking point. They did that, but when they got to the point, it made the fans, some of us, just shake our heads and go, Eric Rowan, really? So we're giving relevancy to a dude who is the henchman of of Daniel Bryan. Go figure. Makes sense because he's big. He doesn't want Roman to be in the way of his mentor. So now, is it going to be... You don't know what the what the fuck's going on, so us as fans are like, okay, we get it. You you have an end to me. You had a payoff because it wasn't Alistair Black because people said, well, he hasn't been on tapings. Yes, he has, and he's had matches with people. 
he dominated Sami Zayn, then all of a sudden gets treated like a bitch in the back, which doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever to me. They're like, well, Roman Reigns has been longer. That's maybe true, but I just, folks, I'm trying to fucking realize shit, trying to comprehend. Like, why, why did they go this direction? Why did you point the finger at Eric Rowan? Like, okay, he's the next guy because he would make sense because he's big, you know, he's strong. He tried to take out Roman Reigns, you know, this bigger-than-life superstar in WWE. Look, there's got to be a fucking reason to your shit. And now fans are complaining even hardcore because they don't know what the fuck's going on. Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton had no confrontations because you want to preserve what they're going to do at SummerSlam. Ooh. Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus. I bet you Charlotte's going to win. Because she beat Asuka, that means she's probably going to beat Trish. And what's worse is that's, you know, in the home, in the neck of the woods of Trish Stratus. But you got to understand, there's people who say, well, this is the way the business works. they got to put the young guns over. That's very true. Um, I, I'm not putting it past them to have Charlotte win against Trish Stratus, one of the greatest... Women's champions of all time. I want to say, you know, what is, you know, is NXT the last, when I say is NXT the last remaining gem of its time, of its era? And what era would that be? Because my biggest question to a lot of people is what makes NXT stand out? Of anything that WWE does, it's because it's the brand where guys are hungry. They want to succeed. They want to make it work. They want to show the fans that, hey, we're still around. We still give a shit. We still give a fuck. You are going to like what you're going to see. We're going to tell you a story like professional wrestling is supposed to do. Main roster tells a fucking story. But boy, does it take a minute for certain things to unfold. Now, some of SmackDown Live is clear cut. The other halves of it, not so much. What I mean, okay, so Chad Gable comes back, didn't even fucking recognize him. Is it looks the issue for me on main roster? No. If I don't if I don't understand the story or stories that you're trying to tell, I'm instantly going to turn you off in my head. Because if I am disengaged with the product and what it's you know trying to convey to me, I will not turn it on. NXT, I can tune in and watch that you know every Wednesday night and not be disappointed. Despite they have, despite them having a depleted roster, depleted roster, how the fuck how man? They now have Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Pete Dunne. They've got Velveteen Dream. They got Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, Kylo Riley. They've got the Street Profits. They've got Ornery Lorcan and Danny Birch. Then you've got NXT UK. You know, granted, okay, there are a lot of stories that's hard to keep up with. No, NXT has a lot of of worthwhile stories that you can get behind, like the Mia Yim Shayna Baszler feud, the Io Shirai Candice LeRae, because the feuds are built up enough to where fans are like, oh, I have enough time to. Um, Recall 
what happened last week between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae, for example, or Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole. This is what keeps me watching WWE because some of the main roster stuff has been very lackluster as in qualities. Like you won't get the results you want all the time, but you, I tend to, and others, maybe I don't speak for other wrestling fans, but others may view WWE's main roster as the problem child. The one that you want to just be like, Hey, if you don't quit, you know, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave you here or I'm just going to, you know, give you an ass whooping when you get home. And it's like, how do you interpret what main roster has been trying to convey to their fans in WWE? There's, it's like a divide. You have those who watch NXT. You have those who watch, you know, both WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and AEW. Um, there's just always going to be the question, though. Is NXT, like, the last good remaining piece of wrestling that remains? Because... A lot of them get called up to the main roster, and then they get lost in the fucking shuffle. Some. Not all. Some. Where has Robert Root been? You know, where has a lot of, you know, okay, so McIntyre, Elias, they were once upon a time in NXT. Elias, I don't think I barely, fairly fucking remember him. Sonya Deville, vaguely. Um, let's see who else. Uh... Mandy Rose was not a part of the NXT main roster, but, you know, being a part of NXT is being a part of NXT. There's some people that get pushes because they work their asses off, and, like, I'm not trying to be too Marky Markish, but when I say the term push, that means they get noticed by the crowd, they get a reaction, they do their job, and then they go to the next city and do the same goddamn thing or do it a little bit different and even better. What I'm trying to say in a long fucking winded way is NXT, man, if they, I, I don't think they would catch on uh, if they went to cable, so the network's a good home for them. To answer your question, I feel personally that if NXT was to not be anymore, you would lose a lot of fans. That's my personal opinion on it. A lot of you who think NXT is nothing but a waste of time. There's some levels of wrestling that you need to watch and some levels of wrestling you, you know, you can pick and choose from. It's like a buffet. You go to a place, whether it be Chinese buffet or Golden Corral or whatever, and you have your different choices of entrees that you pick. WWE has their selection of, you know, okay, this is who we like, this is who we dislike. No, they don't say dislike, but this is who we're not too fond of. Um, So... Booking-wise on main is going to be different than the booking on fucking NXT. NXT, you know, the question is, okay, so how long are they going to keep this up? How long can they keep the good vibes of crowds remembering what matches were what? The NXT breakout tournament is going on still. So I haven't really caught up with some of my NXT, but I do know who's facing whom at TakeOver Toronto. Um, I can tell you that I'm so glad to see Fandango and Breeze back together as a tag team. I don't think, you know, that it's a bad thing for NXT to be the workhorse. I don't, and I mean that in the most sincerest of all ways. I'm not saying that Raw and SmackDown Live don't work their asses off, 
But collectively speaking, folks, the ratings have dropped from, you know, 16 million to 8, from 8 million to 6. The ratings have gone up a little bit. I don't think so, my friend. I, I believe in statistics. That's why I go through GarrettWick.net or CBS Sports, Bleacher Report. You know, you can find statistics on ratings and why, and streams, live streams, YouTube views, attention on the media, social media. WWE is still a big deal, and yes, they do get a lot of attention through WrestleMania. AEW, boy, you know, they've already made some major, major strides uh, even before they released their first live show, and that'd be, again, October 2nd. So for them to go against a show that's not live, I get it. My, my friend's trying to make a point that, oh, their NXT might be the new WCW. Like, who the fuck you kidding, bro? Let me Let me just point this out. NXT is a widely known wrestling brand, just like AEW is a widely known wrestling brand. You cannot discount anybody and what they're doing for the business. However, it's kind of amusing to me how, you know, uh, Jake Ryan was on here before saying AEW has this, that, the other, and the kitchen sink. I'm here to point this out. They do have talent, and they do have the manpower money-wise to keep it going because of the revenue they brought in from you know the very first pay-per-view they did last year, all in. Then they're doing double or nothing, so they did that last you know this year. But again, I'm wondering what you must be thinking. Well, they don't tape live. Does it fucking matter? You're going to have fans watching both now. Congratulations. You just walked into a trap. You guys think I'm going to go against NXT. Aside from five or six other people on AEW's roster, who's going to be, you know, the standout for you guys? Because it sure as hell, okay, if Hangman Page is the first to win the fucking title from Chris Jericho, that'd be fucking stupid. Because now you get to build your company around somebody who knows so are they going to make him like the Hogan of the company? Who knows? All I know is I want to see quality wrestling. I want to see quality shows from both. That's all I ask. I don't ask much from professional wrestling other than if you tell me a story and I enjoy said story and don't fall asleep and drool over into the fucking rivers, I'm going to be fine. But if I fall asleep watching both of your products, then... Okay, that's on me because I'm tired and I work during the day, and you know that semantics be semantics. All right. And I always like to fucking say this: NXT, you know, since its inception in 2013, which you know, they weren't supposed to be the brand that took off. That was Hunter's mad science experiment. And Vince backed him up 100%. Or not believing people who say Vince is a bad person. Look, he paid Harley Race's medical bills in full. Does it make him a saint? Yes, in a lot of ways. Because even though he passed away, paid off all his medical shit. Dude, that's fucking the boss telling you, okay, I did something nice for you, you know, because I wanted to help you because you helped our company out a lot, immensely. Totally random. Just thought I'd shove that in there. I'm going to just say it. 
if you want me to be totally biased towards one company, it ain't going to fucking happen. So to answer that question of who I think is going to win the war, there'll be a war. But to answer your question, I'm going to say it nicely. If you are trying to put somebody out of business, no, that's not going to fucking happen. Because look how many companies have come and gone and said that shit. It's not impossible that one company may or may not go out of business. I'm not saying that it won't happen, but if you're running up against NXT, it doesn't matter if it's not live or not. They, I still have a show to be run for an hour. If they run for two hours, yes, the viewership goes up because they're on TNT. People will watch Game of Thrones in between, old episodes of Law & Order, whatever TNT's schedule may be. I haven't watched TNT in for fucking ever. I barely have enough time to watch TV as is. But you asked me if NXT, one person asked if they were the last remaining saving grace of WWE as a whole, uh, yes. Because some may say, oh, that super indie shit, oh, you know, they've got the talent, but they don't book them like, fuck you. First and foremost, wrestling is about telling a story. Not about making people making sure they go with this angle or that angle. If you don't tell me a fucking story within the first twenty minutes or first four, whatever, uh, why should I tune in? But NXT manages to tell stories. They manage to put tournaments together. Um, AEW, I've seen majority of your stuff because my friend sent me, you know, certain link. To a certain app And I happened to watch Double or Nothing And thought the pay-per-view was amazing So you know I like complimenting both Because you've got to compliment your competition Otherwise you're not a good company But you cannot subtly say things like Oh I thought you were going to ask me about AEW Last night on one Monday Night Raw That I watched you know With Lady Lynn And, And the thing is If you subtly jab a company You're going to be subtly jabbing them all night long, all day long, and every day. So be careful about the subtle jabs because acknowledging someone or a company or certain things means that you genuinely fucking care, and then that company begins to have an edge about them. So be mindful. Be fucking mindful. Is you know what I have to say about that because sometimes if you acknowledge the other company and then the other company is still left standing, still remaining as an entity in itself, then you look foolish. And it's happened now on more than one fucking occasion. Although I do see Hunter's point because in three to five years, eventually you'll be outright bought. But there has to be some letting go. There has to be some leeway with certain things. And how the companies ran. So you've got to understand there's got to be a reason why NXT is and will always be, you know, the outstanding brand that doesn't ever let up. So with guys that have come from NXT, you're looking at three quarters of the fucking roster, Samoa Joe, 
Sami Zayn, Aleister Black, Ricochet, uh, the Viking Raiders. There's just a long laundry list of guys and gals that came from NXT, and that is why I believe that is a good starting point for anybody willing to join professional wrestling. That doesn't have to be with the indies. You can be a fucking super athlete and be qualified or scouted to get to NXT because you have a look or you have something that they desire or want. So to answer your question, dude, you do not have to – but I would suggest you go through the independence first because then it might give you a general sense of idea of how professional wrestling works. may not be the greatest example of things and how things work, but you need to get your feet wet before you fucking join. That's my personal opinion on that. Back to my point, though, a lot of people have come from the black and gold brand. It's an outstanding brand that can be assessed. Now, I'm not saying that AEW is not an outstanding brand, but when you only have seven standouts or more, particularly, you know, Awesome Kong, uh, Tessa Blanchard, Britt Baker, um, there's just so many people that stand out to me as far as, you know, quality wrestler goes. So I'm just, I'm just saying... The question that I got asked yesterday that I did, you know, I was like, oh, hey, a good title for my show. Is NXT the last remaining gym? And if so, can you give your reasons on your next show whenever you have time? Well, today's my next show. So if you have any questions that catch my fucking attention that end up being an awesome title for my show, oh, man, you guys just give me gold. And I thank you for that um, because without you, some of you, not all of you, because let's face it, some of you just be so the ones going into the store like the spoiled brat and rolling around in circles, kicking and fucking screaming, and I'm being honest. All of us are like that, and I wanted to point something out yesterday on the Instagram question. Look, if you don't enjoy anything in life, if you just constantly bitch about um, you know, the wrestling that you see, you really are not going to you further your enjoyment, you're just gonna further your displeasure with it. So just fucking you know, enjoy it. You know, you can it's I'm not saying you cannot criticize. I'm just saying just fucking enjoy it for one. Stop psychoanalyzing the fuck that was my problem, man. I used to psychoanalyze every fucking wrestling match because why when you're on the other side of the fucking fence or have been on the other side of the fence, you do not know everything. You kind of know the inner workings, but you don't. It's hard. It is very hard sometimes to sit and watch a regular match and as a fan because, like, man, okay, that was messed up. Oh, man, that was fucked up. You start going – you start saying shit in your head while watching a match and you just think, oh, jeez, I'm not going to make it through. So – Yes, I believe NXT, by far, why they have shown that they're number one brand. Their arenas are sold out. They're, you know, trying the best they can to present a show to which fans will go, man, I've got to get the DVDs, the NXT's 25, or man, i got to get Johnny Gargano's shirt, or man, that match between Pete Dunne, Velveteen, and Roderick Strong was fucking amazing, which it will be this Saturday, folks, only exclusively on the WWE Network streaming live. At a certain time at 6.30 Central is the kickoff for NXT. If you do not know how to get on the uh, WWE Network, 
you simply put in the email address and the password. Um, if you bum off uh, someone's account, I don't care. It's your own fucking business. If you do that shit for other things, then, well, Godspeed, you're a lazy ass. I'm just saying. You know, it's just my personal opinion on, on some of that. I have... I have not bummed off of some people's accounts, show. I have my own because for one fucking reason. If I control it, then the other person can't give me a fucking guilt trip about money. That's why. But anyhow, I digress. NXT is not going anywhere. And to to uh, debate my co-host who was on last week, all I'm going to tell you, dude, is... I'm not, you know, and I know you watch NXT, and I know you're not saying you didn't watch it, but you're saying I'm watching Ring of Honor as if it were the only gold in the fucking treasure trove that you find in professional wrestling. Look, everybody says, you know, another man's trash is another man's treasure, and yet lately, okay, WWE's main roster has been somewhat trash and somewhat treasure. Somewhat trash meaning. There are times when there's not a clear-cut story, or the story is not clear-cut. There's a story, but then it just dissolves. So now they're having Bray Wyatt go up against Finn Balor. Is this a meaningless feud? No. It just it just so happens Bray Wyatt comes back, and they thought they could continue the feud, repackage him, make him a little bit more creepier, make him look different, give him a different, you know, vantage, you know. Gimmick, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say about him, you know Bray Wyatt's always been a stellar worker, and I 100% believe that that's going to be a good feud. Okay, they just got to give it some, you know, fuel to be added to the fire, if you will. Anyways, back to NXT. <clears throat> Whether you love him or hate him, man, the brand that is going up against AEW, they're putting a lot of pressure on the, on the young guns. Okay. They've been involved in professional wrestling for over 10 years of their life. They started off in a sister company that is now helped and assisted by Daniel Bryan. Okay? He's like, wrestling is constantly evolving. This is true. So now we get to see Evolve actually live on TV. I actually got my first taste of Evolve in 2016. And I must tell you, um, they're very similar to NXT. And there's a reason why the talent scouts pick the best. And that's what makes Evolve and NXT one of a kind. So to answer your question, I believe that uh, both brands are great, Evolve and NXT. Whatever you choose, man, just go with it. There's no reason to debate. Look, if I didn't like what I saw in NXT, I would have taken my subscription and shoved it where the sun don't shine. But I like watching the last remaining saving grace of WWE because unless unless I'm not mistaken, the booking has gotten a lot better. I mean, well, maybe not a lot, but somewhat better. But the booking in NXT, completely flawless. So that's my take on why NXT is a genesis because their their viewership is always constantly going to be up there. Like not a lot of people watch NXT. Fine, you know, tomatoes, tomatoes. Is NXT still a gem? Yes. Are they still going to be the shiny new treasure trinket of Triple H? 
I wouldn't say treasure trinket, but it's a treasure nonetheless because a lot of those guys and gals end up impressing Mr. McMahon. Some of them, maybe not so much as others, like Chad Gable, Jason Jordan, Ty Dillinger, who's no longer with the company, uh, you know, Jonathan Good or Dean Ambrose, who's no longer with the company. But, uh, you know, there's, there's okay, Seth Rollins, Xavier Woods, Big E. Kofi Kingston was not NXT. He was strictly OVW. Um, I'm going to Titus O'Neil, who was part of the original NXT, uh, Daniel Bryan. You know, there's several names that I can pull out of the hat. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson came from Ring of Honor, too. But the point is, NXT has made their impact, and there's nothing we can do as wrestling fans except for but watch this awesomeness that's presented to us on the network or presented to us on TNT, Fight Network, it does not fucking matter. It's professional wrestling. I love NXT. You know why? It's because believe they have this belief system, man, that if you can work hard, you know, carry out what you need to do, make sure the crowd loves you, hates you, not just hates the lover, hates you, but they remember who you are. And NXT has a lot of good things going for him right now. And, that, and Keith Lee, uh, you know, you've got Matt Riddle, you've got uh, the Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, baby. So sorry, but, you know, that, that's just my take, my personal take, my long-winded personal opinion on why NXT is the standout section for WWE, it's because they they don't complicate the booking, and they actually, if they had a reveal, they would tease it, and they, you know, they, as in the creative, could work around it and be like, okay, yeah, this is what the direction we're going, this is where we, like the reveal for Gargano and Aleister Black, I had a feeling it was Gargano, not Ciampa, because can't be Velveteen, because they were not in the parking lot, and Nikki Cross knew who it was. Now they involve Aleister Black, and it's like, I know who it is. I'm not going to tell you. And then 10 seconds later, oh, you're going to fart on my pillow and give me pink eye type thing. Beats his ass, which, okay, I'm sorry, but no. And why no? Because Roman, yes, he's a locker room leader. He's earned his stripes, and Aleister can't whoop his ass. That was one of my beefs with that. And this is why I stick to NXT. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. So that'll, you know, give us the tone for the five matches on the card for TakeOver Toronto. Again, if you don't have the network, watch it for NXT. Watch it for the old content. And not just WWE. It has ECW, WCW, WCCW, NWA, IWGP in Japan, NPJW, NOAA, Progress Wrestling, ICW, NWA, IWA Mid-South. Smoky Mountain Pro. There's a fucking ton of wrestling, folks. Watch it, like it, love it, leave it, whatever. You can watch extreme the streaming content live on the network. There are certain restrictions on devices, such as Xbox One, PlayStation One. It will play on PlayStation 4. It will play on the iPhones, your iPads, or any Apple device, except for no longer will not play on Apple One, Apple TV One. It will play on Apple 4. All right. That does it for this week's edition of Monday, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday party, if you will. Off the rails uncensored. 
this is, you know, her, the report for today. And if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. <laughs> so used to saying it, Granny. But uh, you get my gist. All right. Have fun, folks. Have a happy day, night, whatever. Happy Margaritaville Day. I don't give a fuck. But, you know, let's have some fun, shall we, fuckers? Enjoy your Wednesday. Make it, may it be an early weekend, early evening, whatever. Do not drive drunk. That is not recommended. If you want to pass a sobriety test, I could give you tips, but still get in trouble. Anyways, have fun, you fuckers. Enjoy. I love you all. I know you put up with my madness, but still, love you all. Take it. The cultural personality. The cultural personality.